Hi, I'm Mark Hill, and this is the segment, The Podcast. I believe in human's potential, that the ultimate expression of oneself is achievable. And we all have that urge, that need to progress and become better. And I feel that the trail can help us do that. Whether it's overcoming fears, learning from mistakes, taking calculated trail risks, or building those long-lasting friendships. It's all progression. Join me as I speak with folks who are moving from the ordinary to the extraordinary, and let's catch them on their journey towards the KOM of their life. Welcome to the segment. Let's go. Hey, hey, what is happening, senders? Welcome back to the segment podcast. Joey and I are back on a Tuesday night. What's up, Mr. Joey Yates? How are you, Uncaged MTV? I'm, I'm doing great. Good to be back. Yes. Happy 4th, everybody. Happy 4th. Happy 4th. <laughs> Happy America birthday. Oh, man, this is going to be an awesome one. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have a very special guest, on the segment podcast, we have Mr. Brian Kennedy, aka BKXC, back from his trip and uh, has decided to come out here on the segment podcast and meet you all and talk about bikes. It's going to be a fun evening. Um, before we get started here locally, Joey, anything new going on in the in the local area or in the mountain biking arena in general? I don't have any new news. I'm just excited for this weekend. The ride and shine up at Sky Park is yes. I think what everybody's looking forward to this weekend. Yes, exactly. For those of you who are coming up or who don't know about it and you're just hearing this, Saturday the 9th, we're going to be at Sky Park. We're going to do an event called Ride and Shine, basically inviting a bunch of YouTubers out there, a bunch of cool mountain bike groups, small mountain bike groups, big mountain bike groups. And uh, the whole event is to ride together from 10 until 2 30 and then at 2 30 come on down to the terrace we've got people within our mountain bike industry they're going to be talking about stories of inspiration and hope for some of the things that life has thrown their way and how the mountain bike has helped them so it's going to be very inspirational and uh, look forward to seeing you all i think a ton of people are going to show i keep seeing it all over instagram um in fact up in uh, bkxc side we have uh b wonker coming down here for it uh, Brian Gong is going to be out this nice. way. I also think that Bike Sum is going to try to make it. It's It should be a cool representation of just all cool riders from all over the place. Well, look what Tony has to say. Oh, my gosh. Tony the Outsider says, an enjoyable time. Of course. Of course it will be. Outsider is <laughs> going to be there. It's going to be, oh, man. And he just had a great trip out in Downeyville. That looked amazing. Did you happen to see any footy coming out of that one, Joey? I did. I watched the Downeyville, but the the one that uh, blew me away was uh, Deer Valley when he's up there at um, in Utah, Park City. Oh my gosh, that, that slow trail, that, that fast flow trail. That looks great, Tony. Yeah. Tony, that looked amazing, yeah. buddy. You got to tell us a little bit more about that. That that. Oh my gosh, that looks so good. Uh, <laughs> Be one unker. <laughs> Man, lots of people out in the audience already. Got to give a couple shout outs here. What's up to Debbie Keo? I see you out there, producer Deb. Uh, obviously, Burrell Bikes took the whole shot right and dirty. I just saw you on the Johnny U show. Congratulations for being on that. That was super fun to see you and Ripper ride in. 
And uh, Johnny's alter ego also was there. <laughs> yeah, segment boys. Uh, Trail Dogs, he says, they say, let's go, oh, yeah. let's go. Good to see you guys on there. Adam Mock, who's going to be co-hosting the Ride and Shine. Actually, this was his idea child. This was sparked by Lee Like Spice from Lee McCormick and uh, turned into this idea, which turned into this day coming up. Ride and Shine, thank you, Adam Mock, for all the work you're putting into that. All right, guys. Without further ado, I know you're all here waiting. Like, Mark, stop talking because we want we want Brian up here. We want Brian up here. Uh, and also, hey, quick shout out to Scouts Out. I see you out there too, buddy. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah. Welcome aboard. There he is. And spokesman MTB. Yo, dogs. All right, here we go. Here we go, Joey. This is the biggest guest we've ever had. This, ladies and gentlemen, is Brian Kennedy, a.k.a. BKXC. Welcome to the segment podcast, buddy. Hello, hello. I've made it. <laughs> you made it. You're making it for us. This is incredible. No, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. <laughs> oh, man. So I can't say people don't know Brian Kennedy. I can't say for those of you who don't know BKXC because you all know who BKXC is. Um, but BKXC Brian just came back from a trip. We were talking backstage a little bit about his trip. His wife, Sarah, just graduated and uh, what did she graduate in, Brian? Where, where, what was she studying? She was uh, studying. Uh, oh man, this is what always gets me. It's oh uh, no, <laughs> it's it, it was a Harvard Graduate School of Education, Ooh. and then uh, it was entrepreneurship, leadership, and organizations, nonprofit kind of organization specialization masters thingy. And uh, yeah, so hopefully she'll end up in that world and do some stuff with bikes. That would be the coolest thing, but she's got to, you know, figure out what's out there. That is incredible. And you said Harvard of all places. Yeah. Yeah. The one and wow. only. And wow. I, I talked about this in my BKXE Patreon podcast. I always knew, you know, Harvard is prestigious, but when you think about how many people actually get in, it's like super limited. Like the undergrad stuff is super limited. It's like, Oh, okay. That makes more sense. If there's only a thousand students or whatever, and undergrad some crazy number like that yeah that's like the elite of the elite you they don't let everybody in there holy cow jeez congratulations to her burrell bike says he's in the negatorium yeah, it was not guaranteed <laughs> to be in the negatorium because basically i spent sunday cleaning this place out and now it's what tuesday and half of the stuff is still on my lawn in my backyard right now nobody so I still have probably three days of negatorium organization and all that stuff oh <laughs> adam mock is saying while you're doing all that hard work over there cleaning up the negatorium adam mock is saying i'm trying to get brian's body and failing <laughs> what does one have to do to get a bkxc body oh man i think uh, no alcohol <laughs> I've never had alcohol before, oh, so that I'm that starts. That's way. a good uh, start. <laughs> I just drink water mostly. I'll have a Coke every once in a while. I'll have sweets. I'd say before I met my wife, I you know would have sweets out and about. I would never try to keep stuff in the house. Now that uh, with my wife, we have sweets like all the time, all day, every day, and it's so uh, Brian's body isn't quite the same as it ever was, but it's still pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. See, there's hope for the rest of us. Yeah, I, I thought it was the push-ups. I thought you know, eat a lot of push-ups and you'll get that body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pull up, push-ups, sit-ups, air squats. You don't need anything. You need some kind of bar to pull up on, but other than that, body weight. <laughs> Adam Mox says no alcohol. Oh man, <laughs> we're no. Soda, no alcohol. Brian, we're Drink dropping water. Like That's the key. Lose, everybody could probably lose 10 pounds just by doing that. 
We're dropping like flies, Brian. We're dropping like flies. <laughs> oh, man. So, hey, uh, Brian, let's take us back a little bit. The name BKXC, and I'm sure you covered this a ton, but where exactly, for the folks of us who don't know, how did you come up with the name BKXC? Yeah, it was uh, when I was coming up with a name, I, I was watching YouTube, kind of studying YouTube a little bit. I really loved Marquez Brownlee, the tech guy. You know, you've seen his videos, millions of views, millions of subscribers, and his channel name at the time was MKBHD. And it was kind of a cool, it had a ring to it of like, you know, the letters, you could probably get BKXE.com and that kind of stuff. I was like, ooh, four letters. And I maybe I found like the, the Twitter or the Instagram or something where it was like BKXE, very simple. And basically, my I was under the impression when I was mountain biking that cross country was actually big crazy rides that's what northern california cross-country races were they were big mountainous awesome rides and that's basically all the mountain biking that's mountain biking to most of us is you get on your your bike at point a and you do a giant climb and then maybe a giant descent and you come back to point a on your bike so a big loop i didn't realize that cross-country really meant like wieners and lycra and you know like that it's like <laughs> short travel bikes and all that stuff that I hate. I, I don't want any part of that stuff. I want a big adventure backcountry ride. So the cross country thing always is kind of stuck. And it's like, eh, BKXE, it's a cool thing. People know what it is. But uh, I don't know what I would have changed it to if I if I had to start all over again. I could always just call the channel Brian Kennedy because Marquez Brownlee just has his name now instead of MKBHD. So yeah, it's one of those things where uh, I'm much more of an enduro or big adventure ride, even though I, I keep it, the miles pretty small and the climbing pretty small nowadays, but it is what it is. Trail dogs is asking, so you don't do XCs they're, they're, they're asking. So XC racing, no, but cross country riding. I mean, that's basically a cross country ride is a big ride, but now it's like cross country riding means flat and not that exciting. Even though if you watch the, you know, the, the world cup, cross country like they're doing all kinds of jumps and stuff is getting harder and harder all the time so no i want my rides to be big climb big descent i want the big triangle that's what i want brian, so i got the i got the kiddo in the background oh, here sorry I, about that i would say brian's riding style is comparable to what i used to always do oh where'd you go uh oh, oh he's gone man, man. yeah yeah so i i always i enjoy the climb and I enjoy watching your channel because I enjoy seeing you session climbs and, and you conquer them. Most people don't care. You, you, you do a climb to you. It's a, it's, it's rewarding. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. Everybody, you know, that, oh, great. You did a climb and then they go jump off something giant and everybody, you know, is excited. But, yeah. But, There's but a, I like that climb. I, I yeah. definitely, I enjoy your riding style. There's actually a climbing trail that they built in Bentonville called Zone 4, which has four zones of crazy climbing. And Sarah and I went out to film a video out there, but it was so ungodly hot that it was just like, <laughs> we're not going to make it. It's just, we only made it through the first zone and there was like three more zones. And then where are we going to put the bike? And we have to walk the bike back and then film. So that was a, a total disaster. But I, I want to get back out there in Bentonville, hopefully during cooler weather and take on because it is crazy. I don't, I've been all over the world and I don't think there's, I've never heard of a trail that's a purpose built bike climb, you know, purpose built mountain bike climbing challenge okay. trail. We've got all the downhill trails and stuff. And of course there are 
trails that are climbing challenges just because that's how they built the trail and it's kind of fun, but they purposely built it to be maniacal and crazy. And I only made it through the first zone, but it was, it was tough. I, I had to take off. I had to dab even in the first zone. So it's ridiculous. Yeah. I think, I think before COVID I would play the uh, zero dab game. You know, there'd be some climbs around my area that if I dabbed, I went back to the bottom and I yeah. started up again, you know? And yeah. It's yeah, cool. Yeah. I definitely love that. Um, then COVID, COVID happened. And then I started jumping everything and I figured well, we're all going to die. Let's just go ahead and send it, but send it big. Nice. <laughs> so were you able to progress? I did progress. I found a group and uh, yeah, definitely. So my writing style has changed a lot since COVID. Nice. So you surrounded yourself with other guys or gals who were really yeah. good at jumping. Yeah. Yeah. And started getting towed into some bigger and better stuff. Yeah. But, That's awesome. So I have two riding styles. I have the days where I just want to go out and conquer climbs. And then the other days where I hop on the e-bike now and, and just descend. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. Flexibility. Definitely flexibility. Yeah, that's we uh, Mark and I went out to Sedona for the bike fest and uh, the climbing there. Whew, that was great. Man, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Sedona is so funny because you look at the mileage and you're like, okay, it's an eight mile ride, whatever, 1300 right. feet of climbing. And then it's just ridiculous. You get through it. It's like, okay, I'm done. Eight miles was perfectly fine. I'm worn out of all the techie, like ugh, trying to worm your way up the trail. Right. Yeah. We did the um, big mistake in Sedona. We took a little tiny water bottle and went for a six mile ride. And <laughs> I thought, we, we all thought we were going to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's back. Let him in. Huh? Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry about that. I had a minor four year old meltdown on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. We were talking about your favorite stuff, climbing. Oh yes, climbing. Did you tell him about when we went to Sedona and almost died? <laughs> yeah, the last yes. one. Not enough water. <laughs> so the, the trail that we did, we looked it up on well, this is my fault, completely my fault. Uh Joey goes, Hey, what are we doing tomorrow? And I said, Oh, we're gonna do um well, what was the trail called? Joey it was uh Was it Highline? It was Highline. And yeah. I said, it looks like it's just an easy, like over the, over the mountain and done. So probably just like a bottle of water is fine. Had no idea that you had to climb out of Templeton. Once you're finished with Highline and everybody was out of water by the time we got to the bottom and Joey tried to, we were trying to eat a granola bar and it was just like with dry mouth and no water. no water, no water. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what's the matter? I can't hear what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. The best part, though, is we had a crew of, God, well, how many people do we have that day? We had Ride and Dirty. We had Rad Trail Dad. Dogs. Trail Dogs. Joey uh, from Smooth MTB. Smooth MTB. So by the time, Brian, we got into town, we beelined it to that Circle K over yeah. over yeah. In, the, in that part of town. And we just dropped all of our bikes out in the parking lot and ran straight to the Slurpee machines, man. Freaking out of the toilet bowl. <laughs> Pretty much, man. We were so thirsty. <laughs> we were dying. Oh, my gosh. That was so fun. Oh, look who's in here. Colorado Kid is in here. He says, oh, dear God. He's holding a mic. Show off. Because my other sound is just so broken right now. This is the only thing I can get consistent sound of that I think is the right levels and not popping. Hopefully, I got a lav mic. I've got a fuzzy mic on top of this, but everything's in disarray. This was the one thing that I can trust. I Hopefully, the 
it sounds decent. Yeah, sounds good. BKXC's got the radio voice going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> putting Robert Schumacher to the test there with B. Wonker. <laughs> high pass filters. <laughs> yeah, I love it. One of the things, Brian, when I when I reached out to you to come onto the show, one of the things that um, really like caught my attention is when you were doing the, the hot challenge over there with Colorado Kid, you're doing the live fireside yeah. chat. Yeah. It was at the very end. You started talking a little bit about like, like mental strength and mental tenacity. Are you totally into that stuff? Because I love that stuff. I'm not into it as much as I should be. It's yeah. funny because, you know, I basically the way I changed my life was through self-help type books and audio books and, and reflecting about myself and what are my weaknesses and what are my strengths and what do I want to do? Do I just want to be an employee at a company that nobody cares about or do I want to build my own business and do something like that? So that was a huge part of my transformation and how I was able to build this thing and make it be my full-time job for five and a half years now, almost six years. And yeah, I love that stuff, but it's been, too long since I've gone back. It's like, it's kind of, it's a mental workout. It's like mental exercise of, Hey, what, you know, evaluating your life, evaluating your routine and what you're doing. And are you spinning your wheels over here and kind of having that framework, just like working out, you've got to work out. You've got to, you only rent your fitness. So mental fitness is just as important as physical fitness. And both are just falling apart right now. <laughs> I'm juggling so many things and all this stuff, but I'll still turn on the, the, you know, David Goggins on Instagram and oh, have him yeah. fire me up about stuff. I love that. Stay hard. Stay hard. <laughs> Who's going to carry the boat? Who's going to carry the boat? <laughs> I love it. Take us back, Brian, back to that Brian back then when you were going through the, the thought process of change, where, where were you in life? You know, where was I? I was working at uh, the newspaper. So the Napa Valley Register was a, a, right. a news or actually, no, actually that was my previous job. It, it's a little blur. So this is like when I started the channel 2016, I was working at the cookware company. So potsandpans.com. If you go to potsandpans.com, I don't know if it's been updated, but basically for the fi past five years or so, the website looked almost exactly the same as I left it from when I worked there, from when I changed the homepage and said, Hey, let's try to do this instead of that. So I was working for a cookware company and basically never really made an impact on anyone. I worked on these websites that no one really looked at. Mm. And just because we were a cookware manufacturer, we had to have a website and we had to have an e-commerce site. Really, our customers were Amazon and Target and Walmart, but we had a website because maybe somehow somebody wanted to order something. We'd right. get maybe one order a day or something like that. Maybe, oh my maybe two or three orders a day, whatever it was. It was just completely pathetic that like, this was my life. I'm dedicated to working on this website that affects no one and does anything. So I was like, man, how could I build, how could I build something, build a business, build a life where I could go on mountain bike vacations. I had always yeah. heard about this Basque MTB and I'd seen photos from these trips in Spain and been like, wow, what, what kind of life, how, what kind of life could you actually build to go out on a, these kind of trips? And, you know, cause in the corporate world, it, as a middle type guy, lowly peon, I had two weeks of vacation. And for the year, I yeah. mentioned the Napa Valley Register, the newspaper. I worked there long enough. Like I'd worked at the newspaper for six years and wow. it's 
five years, I got two two more weeks or I got three weeks of vacation. It was like, oh whoa, I got this whole extra week of paid vacation. Holy <sighs> moly. And no. then when I switched to the cookware company, they're like, no, back to two weeks vacation. Oh, so man. That, that oh, meant gosh. more to me. The vacation meant more to me than almost anything. It's like the yeah. pay is it is what it is. It's not that great. Like I'm close to home. Didn't work nights and weekends. So. I was like, I know I'm smarter. I'm as smart as anyone, not smarter, but as smart as anyone that runs their own business. I always talk about, you know, the plumber that comes to my house, the tree guy that comes to my house. They're all worthless. They're completely worthless. They don't treat their business like a business. They're driving fancy cars, but somehow I, I'm like, hey, I'd love for you to come out and check out my tree and, and trim it. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And then never get back to me. But I see him driving around town and it's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, you can, op- <laughs> you can actually operate a business where you just piss people off and actually don't don't like be thorough about it or like you know the plumber where you like leave a message and it's like call 24 7 uh plumbing and they never call you back or you know <laughs> how can all these people run these businesses where they never alive, call right? anyone back so i'm like <laughs> right. i think i can get to that level <laughs> i can call least- people back <laughs> and probably make enough to cover my rent so that was my mindset it's like i gotta find a way so i was so- kind of looking at online businesses and you know uh, Amazon affiliate stuff is big of building websites that get traffic and then you can yeah. sell products through that. And so I did a whole thing with smart sprinkler controllers. You guys have maybe heard the story before, but I found like a little niche where it's like, oh, these smart sprinkler controllers that are hooked up to Wi Fi, uh, if it rains, they don't water your lawn. And that was a total problem that I had when my lawn would always get watered when it's raining. So I, was raining. Like, oh. <laughs> so I wanted to look into that. So I, I started a little channel called the Wi Fi Garden and doing sprinkler review. Con- controller reviews and it was great because it's like a $300 item so for an Amazon affiliate link you make 12% it was like I would make like 25 bucks every time I I sold sold one so basically that was kind of my first thing of okay I had a YouTube channel there was a couple other experiments between that but that was the first time I was like oh I actually made a couple hundred bucks a month doing this it's possible but then I saw the, my first Nate Hills video on Hangover in Sedona, and it changed my life because it was like, yeah. wait a second, the footage is stable, and you could actually hear what he was saying. It was actually not him because Nate Hills barely talks, but it was his buddy following Nate Hills, but it's on Nate Hills' channel, and he says, chasing Mr. Hills, and that those three words changed my life because I was like, what? You could actually go on a mountain bike ride and talk to the camera while you're riding and the footage is actually watchable because before then gopro was absolutely garbage there was no use for a gopro except for shaky camera terrible sound and seeing that video i was like what what's a gimbal i saw everyone in the comments saying what gimbal are you using i had no idea what a gimbal was oh, but uh gosh. within five minutes i uh, you know figured it out ordered all the stuff and within the next week probably posted my first video on youtube and that was it from there no kidding. Wow. So you were like completely in love with mountain biking at the time that you were looking for something to yes, do. Yes, I just want to do work. something else to, yes. to be able to go mountain bike more. That's incredible. Now, did you did you quit your job cold turkey or was there a moment where you really ramped up the YouTube business first to get the boat closer to the dock and then jump? Yeah, the runway, the takeoff. It yes. Was, it was more about six months. So it's like, I oh, first dang. had to post those videos and be like, okay, does anybody actually want this? Does they, do they like it? YouTube, even today, you know, you post a video and you're like, are people going to find it? But luckily back then there wasn't that much good, solid mountain bike content. There was, there were people making mountain bike videos. There was good informational stuff. Uh, MTB tips guy from Australia that has like a yellow thing. Like that guy was killing it back then getting tons of views, tons of stuff. And Seth, 
sets bike hacks yes. was in existence back then. And it was, he was teaching people stuff. He was doing cool stuff. It was just different than my idea of taking people along for a ride and actually showing what a ride would look like. Hey, I started here. I parked here. I did this loop. I climbed this long, the informational stuff that I was craving. I, I obsessed over maps and trail forks wasn't quite out or I wasn't quite aware of it around that time, 2016. I was looking at MTB project constantly and maybe trail forks just constantly of where could I go? What's a good trail and just hunting. So that's why I wanted to be that resource for people to be like, oh, wow. wow, I saw that video and I want to go ride that trail. Wow. So even like then in 2016, when you were creating video, did you see, did, were you able to tell the content that you wanted to put out, like that type of informational content? Did that seem to get more views than just like the POVs or were you able to figure that out it's pretty quickly? Very interesting. Cause it's been, oh, it's pretty much always been POV. I've done sprinkled in different videos here and there and there. Sometimes they do really good. Sometimes they do really bad, but yeah, the POV from the start was always kind of what I was my bread and butter. And that's what people commented on. That's what people, there was a ton of views on, not a ton, but you know, it was like 10,000 views, like, Whoa, okay. 15,000 views. Holy moly. And a lot of it at the start was doing demo days of bikes because bikes are just constant yeah. SEO magic of, I rode the Santa Cruz Bronson. I did this bike. I tested that bike. And really I didn't have any business being a bike tester. I have no uh, vocabulary even now to be able to like, Oh, that, that, bike is really plush through the hard stuff. And it really, <laughs> so I have, I have none of that. I ride the bike. I, I like bikes. I could maybe tell 15 years later now, maybe I can kind of tell like, Oh yeah, that felt a little different, but, but it was great SEO. And I kind of rode the bikes and people were craving that content so much that even though it was kind of a minimal, it wasn't that great of a, a guide, I could still show it off and like, Hey, I rode this trail on this bike, at least that, but back to your question about quitting my job, that was a very interesting six months, you know, six months in, I'm like, I probably only had 5,000 subscribers, maybe 8,000 subscribers. Wow. And I'm like, the trajectory is going, I I'm yeah. getting views. People are coming along for the ride. I figured that within one year I could get 50,000 subscribers. And then, you know, in general YouTube, if you're doing everything crazy, you can get a dollar per subscriber per year. So 50,000 subscribers, Hey, 50,000 bucks a year, that sh should be able to cover my rent. And, travel is expensive as all hell. So it's really, you know, that's spending every dollar you make. But that was kind of what I was focused on. It's like, okay, if I could squeeze a dollar per subscriber per year, I could get this going. And so in October, uh, that's when I quit my job. I was like, Oh, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this. And that's when I started my Patreon. And there's plenty of people that have been on that Patreon from the very start, three bucks a month inflation be damned the same three bucks a month for the past six years or so. But, uh, yeah, it, I just, I, it was so hard, even though I thought I had a sure, th as much as a sure thing as you could have in life, I was like, people like this. YouTube's a thing. It, the, the thing is the, the person like there's, there was already like a full-time fishing guy. There's already a full-time bodybuilding guy on YouTube. There's a, that's already, that had already been done to death. Like there's mm -hmm. a million things on YouTube that had already been done where it's like, I don't think there's not a full-time mountain bike creator there it just hadn't been done yet the the world hadn't caught up and the gimbal was a huge part of that so i was like i could do this i could make consistent content three videos a week at that time which is just insane to even imagine and uh but i did it and it was very tough to be like i'm quitting my job even though this thing is like definitely going to work and it's amazing and i can live the life of my dreams and own my time it was still so hard to tell my parents to tell my work that oh, i'm gonna go do this but i did i, did. I faced all all I possibly could and do it. And the, 
one of the biggest helps in that was Casey Neistat, the YouTuber. He yes. made so many inspirational videos. I was watching his vlogs all along the way in 2016. He had several inspirational videos that were like self-help, mental toughness. If you, in life, there's only two things you should be doing, figuring out what you want to do and then doing it. So yes. it was in like absolute disregard for failure. He's like, eh, if I fail, I fail. And stuff fails. It do, You don't die. It's not right. life or death. It's like, oh, I go back to the cookware company. They'll, they'll probably take me back. I, I did good there, you know? Yeah. So that all these little things that just little tiny, you know, paint, basically you had to paint these little layers to get yourself tall enough to be like, I can do this. And I did. That's amazing. I was going to ask, was, was there any inspirational, informative pieces or people in that time frame of your life? So definitely sounds like Casey Neistat yeah. was one, but like going back to hearing you saying like, I wanted to live more than what I was getting. Like two weeks out of the, the year for vacation is definitely not enough for me. I, I want to figure out how to ride my bike. I want to figure out how to do these other things. Were, was there like somebody that helped plant that into your thought process? Were you were you raised that way or did you just no, no. towards that? We're, we're like my family is very much like, you know, go to school, get a job and just there, there's not much entrepreneurialness. There's not many business owners. My aunt, ha, you know, has a business. She cuts hair. You know, that's a small business. And like she did that my whole life. But really, it was like get a union job. Union jobs, number one, you know, that kind of thing. But my mom and dad were always like, eh, work with your mind, not with your back. Because my dad was an iron worker, worked, you know, hard hours building skyscrapers and that kind of stuff. And my family's iron workers and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just it, it's very foreign. It's kind of almost similar to like we were kind of the first kids to go to college in our family and because you know we're we're third generation at this point immigrant you know from the side of the family that we know of but it was very much you know just getting through high school getting into the union was like the thing and then we went to college and now starting my own business is kind of like oh i was the first in my family to start a business <laughs> kind oh of thing. oh my that gosh was, that's a, a badge of honor for me yeah i mean when you were going through that so that that was not the norm then so probably your work and your family. Was that, a, was that a tough conversation to have, Brian, when you were like, I'm quitting my job and I'm going to run through this YouTube thing. And they're going to be like, wait, what? <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Cause it's like, I was just on this path of this normal path and it was good enough. And I'm sure if I would have stuck it out, I would have, you know, gotten a little bit further or whatever down the path. But yeah, it, it, it was tough, but my parents have supported me the channel my dad helps out in the shit you know my dad helps out tons of all these different things and my mom was just like yeah if it makes you happy it makes you happy kind of thing so awesome. it was it was very fortunate because i you know i hadn't found a woman yet i was single i was you know very low expenses so if i had a family at that time that could have been a, a lot more a lot another whole hurdle to to bust down the door and do it but i would have hoped that i would have done it to you know compared to what i was doing and how i was going that this was the better path Gosh, man, I love how you paved the way for others to to think about this mindset that it can be done. It could happen. And I love what you said about failure, because you're right. If you fail at something, you're, you don't die, it, you know, for business or something like that. Um, you just can start over. It's like a yeah. it's like a video game. Like, ah, oh, yeah. I should have went left. I, totally. I fell in the and little it, hole. Yeah, that is a good way to put it is like. Cause you know, I ride with a lot of YouTubers. I talk to a lot of YouTubers and a lot of their mindset is, man, if the channel ever takes off instead of I'm going to work on this thing and I'm going to do it, that YouTube's not a lottery ticket. It's a, 
a, a shovel and a hole that you have to dig. It's mm -hmm. like, how, how many strokes of that shovel are you going to, you know, put in, you know, maybe somebody has an excavator, somebody has a spoon, but you know, over the time, over five years or something, you put in that work and you, it, you make it happen. There's luck yeah. involved with anything. There's luck involved in all of our lives to, to get where we are. But the one thing, if you're a YouTuber, it looks like everybody in the comments right now is a YouTuber. Yeah, the mindset like of, oh, if my channel takes off, oh, once I get 10,000 subscribers, once I get 1,000 subscribers, that's it's not the mindset. It's how can I make the best video that the most people are going to enjoy and like get and make people feel something? How can I make people actually feel something? Because that's really like that. all that matters is the emotion. I like that. Yeah, I mean, you you're an excellent storyteller when you're when you're building your videos and and I'm watching them. For me, I'm like laying in bed at night and I'm watching them and I'm just like, "Dang, this is great." But we're now, did you have schooling for that, or is that something you kind of figured out as you went? Yeah, I, I, I've watched uh, probably millions of hours of TV growing up and mo movies and TV, so at least I kind of have somewhat of an idea of like attention span and like keep cutting and keep you know keep the boring stuff out it's just the best of the best the best part of the trail the best part of the jokes there's a lot of stuff that gets left on the cutting room floor that's not worth you know putting in there for to keep people entertained one thing that i can you know the biggest thing if i pull up any you any mountain bike youtubers video and i listen to it i don't watch it i listen to it you pretty much don't know what's going on you don't know where they're at where they're it's all weirdly visual and they're not really talking that much. Some people do, but that's kind of the one difference is that if you load up one of my YouTube videos, you'll hear what's going on. You'll hear the trail. You hear me talking almost, almost constantly, which pe some people don't like, but you're taking people through that journey. And that's one of my benefits to be able to talk a little bit to entertain people. I love it. I love it. Uh, my MTV video is saying, love the com commitment to creating a career that you love. Thank you. Fist yeah. bump. This bump, this bump emoji. We got some, uh, we got some uh, super chats coming in. Trail, Trail monster. monster, look at that, Mark. Congrats on having the one and only BKXE on the show. Maybe one day I'll find my way onto the show as well. Got to have goals. Got to have uh, goals, definitely. That is awesome, definitely. The the goals thing. Well, and we could talk about the goals thing because I have I have a couple things I'd like to say about the goals. Uh, Burrell Bikes is saying. So did Brian know Sarah before that first ride vid, or did they literally fall for each other? That fast yeah i had met her the night before that was the first time i met her was like the night before and i like pulled up in my van and we were kind of camping out in our, our friend brian's uh house in georgia and we just kind of said hi we sat around the campfire all of four of us were hanging out but yeah the, that ride video was the first time we kind of had one-on-one -on -one talking time and we were riding and yeah it was it was just that quick I love it. So you guys had chemistry right away. Oh yeah. Did, was it one of those Arts. things where you, I, you, you eider and you're like, Oh, Hey, I gotta figure out how to talk to this girl a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I said it in the video. If you watch the video back, I said, Hey Sarah, if you ever feel like quitting your job and traveling the world in a van, uh, you know, and she was like, yes, it was, it was funny. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> I know this little guy. See, he's he's trying try to get in the bed. Mama's got a birthday dinner tonight, so she, nice. she wasn't here to help me. Um, but uh, but he's here. Uh, Colorado kid says, "Good call on the steak, gents. It's fire!" Oh, they're they, they having a party in the chat right over here. Oh uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in on that. So he was asking yeah. what to order for dinner tonight. Oh. <laughs> the salmon and the. Uh, <laughs> the blue New York steak. Uh, Trail Pimp is saying, I wish my wife rode a bike. She watches TV. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll edit that last part out for you, Trail Pimp, in case she ever sees this. <laughs> uh, 
Burrell Bikes 199 says, has Brian given up on live streams during rides? No, I haven't fully given up on it, but there's just so many moving parts that it's like, I need a couple more, a couple more dedicated days of experimentation versus the couple more days of fixing the shit versus the, it's like when you, we were away from home for so many months, it's like, there's so much collateral damage that I got to clean up before I can restart that. But I love the idea of the live stream ride. That is totally the future. You know, you can imagine like a satellite pack that's actually doing a 4k live ride right now. It's just so cool and so interesting and fun. Uh, Charlie Hicks is saying, good to see BKXC on the I know segment. Charlie. I recognize yeah. that name. Yeah. Colorado Kiss says, uh-oh, Charlie Hicks is here. There goes the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charlie's got a name for himself out there. <laughs> Brian, I was going to ask you, when, when you're out there on the trails, your voice comes through so clearly. And then when I watch back my GoPro, it's like, <laughs> drop. And the person behind me is like, what, Gap? And I'm like, no, no, no. I said, oh, no. <laughs> Write her down. How does your voice come out so clearly? Yeah, so I do. Uh, I have like a, a road. I actually have it like right here. The uh, the road wireless go. Okay. So, you know, I've got the media mod hooked up to the GoPro wearing it on my chest. And then I have a cable coming out for a, a lavalier microphone that's kind of clipped oh, geez. more wow. on my chest. Okay. Just to have a little bit better voice. And then I also have whoever's riding with me. I have them mic'd up. So I, I get two voices. We can talk back and forth, but we just talk back back and forth in our normal voices. We don't have like a, a, a phone call going where we can hear each other better or anything like that, which actually kind of would be kind of cool because you could really hear each other and, and talk back and forth that way. But yeah, it's pretty simple. If you ever go to uh, one of my videos, if you click the link in the description, there's like my GoPro setup and you'll see all the stuff there. So do, do both writers have the media mod then on the GoPro? No, no. Yeah. so it's great. So the, the other writer just has one of those little wireless Go microphones with them and a lavalier mic. So it's it's totally just one little thing for them instead of having two setups and having to sync it all. So it works pretty good. It goes right into the GoPro and you can hear both people and it's uh, pretty magical. I, I go back and watch some of my older videos and it's like crazy not to have the other person talking. And it's just like I'll write little subtitles sometimes, you know, back then. Yeah, I, re I really enjoy that on the last couple of rides. I can hear Sarah talking and it's like she's right, right there. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, he lost it again. The old four-year-old pounded the keyboard, hit escape. <laughs> he broke out of the duct tape, everybody's saying. So. Yeah, uh, that's what it was. I saw somebody say duct tape before. Put on Coco Melon. Put on uh, Monster Truck Rallies and he'll... Uh, Oh yeah, so, monster trucks are the best for little guys. Zoned yeah. in on the screen time. <laughs> oh, so um Moab, that's definitely a place I want to get to after watching your videos. I yeah. have to ride there, but that looks amazing. Moab is really, really good. And I'm so glad that I finally got to go do portal with my buddy Aaron and uh empty being adventures. And that was just something else it it lived up to the hype and it's like one of my favorite rides of all time and the video is doing crazy well which is just the best to have a video do really well and it's uh pretty cool yeah moab's got a lot of stuff too because slick rock is the classic that people kind of hate on but it's really really good and then uh uh, Captain Ahab, of course, the great right. loop, like one of the best XC. That's XC to me. The nice, amazing loop, which is like a little half day. You get there the first day or the last day you're going to leave. And of course, whole enchilada. That's that's something I really look forward to taking uh, Sarah down eventually. Uh, the whole thing. 
Okay. And the, and you were just there. So the weather this time of year is fine. It's not. Yeah, it was funny. I, I think it happened to be cooler when we went because okay. it's like Moab's a lot like St. George, a lot like Las Vegas, where it's 100 degrees plus every damn day, all day, every damn day. So people ride in the morning or the evening or something. But there was like a weird storm coming through where it was 84 degrees. So we were like, oh, let's let's stop in Moab because otherwise I would just avoid it completely. Avoid it. Nice. Yes, yeah, so you got it at the perfect time. Let's see. We're He's back. back. Yes, I'm back. The little one wanted to go to bed, but he doesn't want to go to bed by himself. So he's here <laughs> on the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, Trailmaster says, Eric, on the road, you can just adjust the joints to the exact levels. Oh, the gains. Sorry, the gains on the exact levels. I have some setup as Brian, same setup as Brian, but I just never use them. I do love the way that your sound comes in on the videos. It is so nice and clean. That's a, that's a great idea. Uh, Burrell Bike says, I see XC as just having an adventure. Length or Lycra don't matter. I dig it. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So, Brian, when it comes to setting those goals, um, one, one of the things that I wanted to, to mention is that goals are, are so, so important. And I know you had to set those when you were, you know, going off of your employment onto entrepreneurship. Um when when you decided to like it sounded like it was a calculated risk you were looking at how many subs you were getting how yeah. many views you were getting it, did you set that goal at that point and just said i'm i'm going to i'm going to do this because i know this is the target i'm going to hit or or yeah and it's kind of like you know you don't have control over how many subscribers you get you don't have control over how many videos you get but you have control on how many videos you produ produce how much work you put into those videos so it's like those goals have to be okay i will make three videos a week i will travel i will ride the best trails in the world i will you know that kind of stuff the goals have to be in your control and then hopefully the fruits of those the labors will be like okay yeah i got 50,000 subscribers so that actually going to pay for things and i'm going to do this and uh that's why it's so funny, like the, the the YouTube play button and all that stuff where it's like, it's so arbitrary. It's so up and down. It's not anything. I can control getting up at 5.55 a.m. every day, doing a workout, da, da, da. That's what I can control. I don't do that, by the way. But, uh, you know, that's 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 what's in your hand to do. Not, oh, a million subscribers. I wish. I wish. Yeah, it's definitely one of those, like, control what you can control, you know? And, 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 uh, you know, dream, obviously dream to set those goals and, and go after them and work after them. But like you said earlier, it's not a lot of ticket. Yeah, exactly. There's different between goals and dreams and dreams are great. You got to have dreams, but then you got to have a, a scaffold to get there. Exactly. Exactly. And success always leaves clues from other folks who've done it in the past. Colorado kid is saying, is there a Guinness book of world records that for most trails ridden around the world? And if so, why doesn't Brian have the award displayed in the Nuggetorium? I, I agree. I can't, I'm sure there's some rich guy out there that had maybe has ridden more, but like 20, I, in 2020, I rode 49 states. I traveled all over the country. Who, who else traveled to 49 states in 2020? Like nobody, like that's crazy. Like it was so interesting to be in the van and be traveling and, and, all these other trails all over the world. There's other people that have YouTube channels that travel and stuff, but I, I definitely think over the past six years and I have it documented too. I could prove that I've been all these places. So I agree. I need, I need the Guinness book of world records to get out here. 
Joey, we need to contact the Guinness Book of World Records and, right, and have right. that have that person come out. <laughs> that would well, be. And I want to thank Brian for taking that road trip because I mean I didn't get out much in 2020, and I felt like I did watching his channel. That. <laughs> That was the coolest thing because, you know, everybody's scared. Some people are still scared. We're all scared. Like it was just a whole thing where it's like, ah, oh, is it right? Is it wrong? And I could be in the van. I could be more self-contained. Yeah. I didn't even get COVID until maybe like a month ago. So I did pretty good. <laughs> did, did you get that on that? Uh, did you get COVID on that road trip when you were coming back across before the we States? I think before we started graduation, all that stuff. And, you know, we were, we're recovering. They say you're the least symptomatic when you're actually the most or yeah, you're the least can spreadable. What is it? I keep freaking the that I I keep yeah. having a block with the the, the contagious least contagious most contagious when you're least symptomatic. You're least contagious when you're most symptomatic when you're like sniffling and coughing, even though it sounds the worst. But so I was like, okay, we we already had it. We didn't even know we had it, kind of thing, and already tested negative. So we're moving on. I, I love the fact <laughs> this little guy joy would you mind taking it real quick i'll be right back you guys. <laughs> see you buddy so i i, I was uh, reading the uh, chats here so I yeah got lost a little bit but so you did get COVID on the on this last trip yeah yeah before i i never tested positive for it but i'm i'm pretty sure it it, it had to be yeah, I woke up uh, New Year's Day this year with a positive result on my email. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the way to start off the year. Surprise! Zero symptoms, but yeah. yeah. That's the funniest thing, too, of like, comes, goes, like, maybe we had it before, maybe not. But yeah, it was good. I'm glad that the 2020 road trip was pretty successful and doing 49 states. Hawaii couldn't make it happen, but I'd actually been to Hawaii like only a couple months before that in October of 2019. So I had a video from Hawaii and everything, but uh, didn't quite count. I've, I've ridden in all 50 states. I have videos from all 50 states, but in 2020, I, it was only the 49 state shred. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite state? Oh, Let's man. That's that is a great question. Utah has so many good things. California is fantastic. Colorado is very unexplored for me. North Carolina, Western North Carolina is just fantastic. I always, I think of places in terms of like a week's vacation or how long you could spend there. And then there's certain places where you could spend a month, which is crazy. Arkansas is just absolutely crazy with how long you could spend out there. And then of course, British Columbia, the king of the, uh, the provinces and Quebec, right. Quebec city. There's, there's there's a good handful of amazing amazing places. Nice. I just can't pick one. <laughs> and here's a good question too. Status of Everstoke. We're getting close. We're getting we're definitely a year later. I I want to make like a one year later at Everstoke kind of video and just, we've got almost 6 miles of trail now. Like we did wow. Sarah and I did a ride a couple of weeks ago and we did almost 6 miles. It's not, you know, we went in a couple circles and stuff but pretty pretty impressive that you could do a six mile ride out there after we barely had a dollar maybe or uh, i saw the super chat come in a dollar but we barely had a mile uh uh come through so it's pretty amazing well we'll have some news it'll probably be patreon only for quite a while but uh we'll have some news and hopefully get something going and beta test and stuff we just uh, we have running water but we don't have electricity we don't have a real toilet there's so many things that are right. still so so rough in it but people like roughing it and it's a little dusty campsite and it's a great place so we'll, many, we'll get it going how many acres 
91 acres. Oh, okay. Wow. Of all straight up and down, rolling. You know, it's wow. like there's barely a flat spot on the whole place. That's awesome. Yeah, that Eversoak is going to be great, guys. I'm back, and uh, thank you so much for for, for help. Thank you, spokesman. Spokesman MTB says people wanted to see some super chats, so here you go. Keep the love alive and continue to inspire. You're good at what you do, brother. Forty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Good awesome. lord. Thank you so much, spokesman. And for the stream yard. Yes, that pays for the stream yard. We're good for another month, folks. We're, <laughs> we're alive for another month. Um, Brian, so you were talking about uh, Everstoke. And and uh, before we get into that, Tomorrow says, dang it, I was waiting for this at 645. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, buddy. I know how welcome it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, with with the Everstoke, what are the what are the dreams and goals for that place? Is that going to be like kind of a sky park campish uh, type of park, or is it going to what's it going to be? You know, if I had all the money in the world, yeah. it would be probably one big kind of mansion, like a you know a big like ten room vacation place where people could rent it for the week. Ooh. You know, like as a group, they could come with 10 of their buddies or 20 of their buddies or however many of their buddies and stay at this really nice house and then basically have all the trails to themselves because that's the property. It's the house, the trails. And I really think that the trails will be private as you know, as the Motel 6 pool is private kind of thing. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> but, uh, he came back. So you got to stay at the place to be able to ride the trails and that, you know, but, you know, right now, hopefully we'll get a couple campsites. That's kind of the, the dream at the moment. So it's just uh, it's just one it's one tiny little step at a time is the craziest things. Just literally digging through the dirt of like, OK, what about this? Oh, what about that? I, I love the fact. Yeah, I love that, that you can have a group just go stay there for a week yeah. or a few days. That, and, yeah, it's the ultimate. There's this guy that uh, uh, has a, a channel about Airbnb called Short Term Rental University. His name's Richard, and he has really good ideas and YouTube videos. And he did like a whole thing on this. He built this 14 room crazy house that is made in the Outer Banks of uh, South Carolina or North Carolina, Outer Banks of North Carolina. It's made for this really popular place, windsurfing and stuff. But you could see the design of the place is so cool where everybody has their own bathroom. Everyone has their own room, but there's good, there's like two different kitchens. There's two, there's all this stuff where it's like, wow, that is, that's the thing. And then to be able to rent something out for $10,000 a week or something, it's like, oh, but then you split it between 14 people. All of a right. sudden it totally makes sense. It's just, it all works, but that's such a, a huge outlay, a huge thing versus, Hey, you can put your tent here and you have to poop in this <laughs> hole over there. <laughs> Roughing it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, what's Bar uh, we have almost never actually seen Brian ride. Can we get Sarah with a GoPro following Brian in a video soon? Yeah, that would be fun. I think uh, I've, I, you know, there's a lot of me riding in single track sampler videos, but that was, you know, a couple years ago now. So I've, I've, I feel like over the past year with the latest Ritmo, the, the, the bl bug zapper blue Ritmo, I've gotten so much faster. So I gotta, uh, I gotta give Sarah a lesson, have her, have her, Catch my tail. Follow my drift. Uh oh, those are fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's let's go for a ride, and Mark and I'll follow you down the trail. Yeah, yeah, up. yeah. <laughs> I'd love to get out there to Everstoke. That that looks just amazing out it, there. In the it really is. It's it's so much. 
like it weighs on me so much of like, okay, how are you? Okay. What, what all the stuff. But when we get up there and I have like five minutes just to sit and enjoy it and soak it in, it's like, wow, we really did this. And, uh, if it all falls apart, it all falls apart, but we, we did it. We, we went for it. That's awesome. Are there, are wooden features and stuff or mainly just there will be. There's one there good wooden feature right now that BCPOV built on his channel, big whale tail thing. That's okay. pretty neat. And uh, but that's that's definitely the goal. We got plenty of trees that we can cut down, and the forest will still be perfectly fine and build stuff and kind of establishing the main first network of trails. It's kind of the first thing, and really, it's all about the utilities and the power and the water and the septic and all that stuff, which is just you know, a thousand dollars a day for every, you know, we're 50 days away from being able to get there. So it's like, okay, we could drop 300 bucks on this and get a little bit closer. Right. And then as far as, I mean, you said you had a bunch of trees to cut down. So like Alaskan sawmill kind of. Exactly. Exactly. We have an Alaskan mill right now. If you go over empty being adventures on his channel, if you just like load it up, you'll see that he's, he's out there all day, every day building stuff. He did a wood feature recently and nice. uh, just digging trails. So I've been out gallivanting, hopefully trying to make money so I can get that money into Everstoke. And he's out there just being the dirt wizard. That's awesome. And I was going to also another thing I wanted to thank you for some of your van build videos. Yeah. My, my son actually lived in a van for a little while and oh, wow one of the things that we got from your hopefully by choice yeah yeah by choice yeah um we got the mirror the the um camera that's, mirror that's yeah. huge. huge i man because it's funny because the coast to coast road trip where we just loaded up sarah's car and with all the stuff i couldn't see out of the back of sarah's car for that whole road trip for the right. thousands and thousands of miles and it's so Oh, it feels so you're just always looking at the mirror and always kind of thinking, eh, is there someone behind you? And then getting back in the van, it was actually a relief, which is funny that, oh, I can see perfectly fine. I can see everything. And uh, it, that that mirror is definitely awesome. Yeah, yeah, that, that he loves it. So oh, look, they're back again. It's <laughs> back. Hey, guys, sorry. Uh, I can't get the little guy down, but uh, he wants to be on the show. So <laughs> he's here. He's, he's in here. it. He's here again. Um, so <laughs> this is right. This right here is Mr. BKXC. This is Brian Kennedy, and this is Mr. Uncaged MTB, and we are on a show. Charlie Hicks just put in 19.99 for the show. From the beginning, it seemed like Brian was always helping other YouTubers. How many people have started out telling their YouTube story by mentioning BKXC being the inspiration to get going? It's a lot. Yeah, I, I'm it's really, really cool. And people starting YouTube or just people starting out mountain biking that, you know, it's like got to be 10 times more people than started a YouTube channel, just started and getting into mountain biking. And just to I, I just believe so wholeheartedly that mountain biking is the best way to get fit, the best way to make friends, the best way to have an adventure, best way to see the world. So the only downside is that it's so expensive and it's hard <laughs> to get started. And it's just such. I'm so happy that I'm spreading that virus into the world instead of selling alcohol or cigarettes or something, you know, yeah. maybe something that's legal, but isn't maybe yeah. quite ethical. <laughs> and that, you know, I get emails from people saying, Oh man, I, I, I quit smoking and started riding my bike. I lost 50 pounds. And it's just Gosh. like, awesome. Whoa. Awesome. 
to that, have that kind of an impact on the world is just just absolutely ridiculous. That's got to feel good, right? Like some of those things are way better than than a dollar, money, all that stuff. It's just definitely just having an impact. And, you know, you see the numbers like, oh, this video got 50,000 views. That's amazing. It's 50,000 people. Holy moly. And then yeah. you get an email like that and it's worth way more than a number on a screen. Isn't that cool? That is that is so awesome. It makes it all all worth it, man. Um, now you have uh, <laughs> of I, I couldn't resist. Sorry. <laughs> He's crafty. He's crafty. This one. <laughs> now, congratulations. Also, I speaking of numbers, I know we were just talking about value, putting value out there, making impact on people. Um, but it takes eyeballs in order to get those messages that you're putting across. And congratulations on being at half a million subscribers. Yeah. Good God. It's crazy. That, that is that many people just click that. Hey, I'd subscribe. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Just made me really man. nervous, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is amazing. Amazing. And then also, Brian, you started up your own bike company as far as components go. How's that going? Trail one components. Yeah. Everybody, everybody in the chat, I'm sure has got all of them, got the full, full kit so far, but yeah, it's very, very cool because you know, the, the idea just with Everstoke and trail one and doing all this all at the same time is that, you know, maybe I do less video someday. Maybe I'm 90 years old and I can't ride all the time, but hopefully build this company, build Everstoke and they can pay me a thousand bucks a month in residual fees or something. And I can be at my retirement home and avoid to, uh, and uh, afford to get a SpongeBob popsicle every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all those parts, man. And all those components. How, how were those um, inspired? Was there, was there something like a small gap that you saw in the market that you decided I, I kind of want to go after these things here specifically? Definitely. It's so, it's so interesting how, things in mountain biking get commoditized like a shirt, you know, it's like, it starts to become okay. A shirt's a shirt, a shirt, unless you have millions and millions of dollars to have R and D and then make the latest and greatest shirt that changes the whole thing. But it's like, okay, we can make, we have a really awesome partner, Colm O'Kane. He's a guy that's worked for race face for years and years. And he's an from Ireland. He's a designer. And then my partner, Jeff from worldwide cyclery, Jeff Cayley, who founded mm -hmm. that. And Basically, we have this awesome designer and we have guys that have awesome relationships with factories. We we did the USA made Rockville stem, but mostly factories in Taiwan where 90% of mountain biking stuff is made. And if China ever does anything with Taiwan, <laughs> it's gonna be so crazy. What the heck is gonna happen? We won't be able to mountain bike unless you hoard parts. But that's, that's besides the point. But uh so coming up with something that has a story, that has a give back, that has that that's the differentiation because there's so much out there and you know SRAM is able to put in so much money to be able to do wireless shifting and and push the technology forward versus like I think we could do something with making awesome components that are fantastic. I love the grips, the Hell's Gate grips which are just my favorite grips. I'm glad we made something that's just so badass and uh Basically, we have a story component. Hell's Gate was a trail that I rode in Kenya. It's a national park, actually, in Kenya with my buddy Adam. So we're going to donate. And we actually did make a donation. I got to put that up on the website. We did a $2,000 donation to Kajabi MTB, which is the village that Adam lived oh, in with his dang. parents. Wow. And, uh, no way. Basically, for them to go build trails and dig new stuff. And Adam's dad ran the hospital in Kajabi. It was like a missionary thing. It was so cool. Just going to Kenya, going to Africa for the first time and just telling that story that it's like, Hey, we love this. We love this. And we can actually show that it went back into the trails and that 
my passion is getting these trails going, getting people riding, getting people visiting towns and spending money and buying lunch afterwards and how that economic driver of every dollar you spend on trails can come back to you tenfold of, I believe in that so much. So it's kind of my little way to sell something, hopefully make a profit, hopefully build a company that we can do this on a massive scale and have all this impact. And if you like what I'm doing and you can go check it out. That's really cool, man. Mark, That's man, really cool. In orange. I see that. Yeah, I, orange, I, I recently got some uh, orange hits on my new uh, YT bike, so I'm going to pick up some of those some of those grips for sure. Send me I, send me an email. I'll give you some for free. I'll give you a little <laughs> gift card. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I do love the fact of giving back to the trails, getting people out there. Because man. That for folks who haven't done it, everybody here in the chat tonight has been out on trails before, but there's something magical that happens when you're out there on the trail. All your worries kind of just go away. You're, you're almost in a meditative space, and especially if you're able to get out there with a buddy and uh, hit the trails together, there's just really something cool about that that I just want a lot of people to experience, you know? And I love that you're giving that back into the trails uh, with what Definitely. you guys do. That is and it's, it's, it's one little thing at a time. You know, it's like I'm pretty – we're pretty stoked that we're able to have a carbon bar, a USA made stem and ha and grips and all this stuff within, we just started it basically. We've started for a while, but we launched in November. So it's just like, okay, here's our first little step and here's our next little step. And that's how everything starts in this world and hopefully it gets traction. Yeah, totally. Scouts out says also amazing therapy. Definitely. And Brian, I see that you have a you have a website, Trail One Components, and then you work with Jeff also with the one with the Worldwide Cycle League. Yeah. Does it matter buying wise either place? Yeah, either place it's, it's totally fine. Worldwide okay. Cyclery, you'll get you know suggested other products and stuff, but yeah, right. directly from Trail One, you'll get on our email list. Eventually, that's one of my to dos to get the email list going and have you know that kind of stuff going. And no, it's if you buy it, you buy it. It's a it it works any any way. Nice. Okay. Yeah, these are nice. <laughs> oh, did we lose him again? I'm sorry. I'm over here. I'm over here shopping. <laughs> yeah, he's just got his. Yeah, up. I saw a spokesman MTB said someday you can pay someone to run the website and then they'll quit to start a mountain bike YouTube channel. That's awesome, spokesman MTB. There you go. That's my greatest wish. Right. Right. What, what's Joe talking about now? He's got the bread pudding. He's <laughs> loving it. He's out there in Phoenix, it sounds like, in the heat. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, Google, what's the temperature in Phoenix right now? The temperature in Phoenix, Arizona currently is 99 degrees. Just a nice little 99 degrees at 9 p.m. at night. <laughs> it's almost dark out. It's 99. <laughs> uh, it's time to go for a ride. <laughs> brutal. Ooh. Um, and the, and these parts, the trail one is it's been out for the last year or less. Yeah. November that. we launched, but we had been working on it for years and years in the background and just trying to scrap and get this together and put money into it and then try this and then launch to launch it and get it going. So, so crazy. I, I respect anybody that's ever launched anything. Cause this is more of the, like a real business versus a YouTube business, which is like, Hey, let's try it out. Right, right, right. Uh, stuff looks so good. I'm, I'm over here shopping. I'm... <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Let me Big up. time toasty in Arizona. Is that what he's saying? Toasty. Yep. 
Rich on two wheels. I use the chest mount and I, I mount it upside down on the chest mount. Oh, okay. Which the helmet chest mount works. It's it's personal preference basically to see how it works. And I use the uh the medium or the media mod and then the max lens mod. So if you go to any of my YouTube videos, the more recent ones, and you look in the description, there's a link that says my GoPro setup, and you can see everything like the batteries I use, every little bits and piece that I use and the settings I use as well. So it, it, it'll get you a little bit of the way there, but then you just have to experiment and it's painful to figure out, okay, what, what about this angle? What about that angle? Right. Right. I recently started shooting. What's it horizontal for the uh, YouTube on the GoPro on the chest. Yeah. And, it, and it's, uh, it looks great for, you know, for Instagram and stuff. Yeah. YouTube doesn't really work, but yeah, but. the vertical vertical, right? Like the yeah. stuff is so neat. Like it, yeah. it, it adds this extra dimension. That's so cool. That is very fun. Yeah. Cause I've noticed sometimes if you're shooting horizontal and then you try and zoom in for Instagram, it looks like you're really slow. Oh, yeah. And it's so <laughs> like cropped in and it's weaving and stuff. It's not so simple to like be like, Oh, I'll just reuse that over there. <laughs> Let's see. What do we have? Backup and, GoPros. And then, and then speaking of that, um, Brian, do you? I, I I don't know if anyone's connected to uh, GoPro or Insta three sixty or any of those, but what do you think about those new um, Insta three sixty cameras? How they you can grab shots that maybe you didn't see when you're on the trail because I think in post you can look around. Have, have you had a chance to try one of those? Yeah, I played around with the the 360 RS or the uh -huh. dual camera one. They're all yeah. so interesting. I love it for Instagram stuff, for quick clips, but I don't know if it's quite there yet for actual like 4K stabilized footage like the GoPro Hero 10. I use the Hero 10 and the Max Lens Mod, and it does a lot of cropping. It doesn't, it crops it down way less than 4K, then I upscale it back to 4K. But gotcha. uh, there has, it has to keep breaking through. The technology has to just all of a sudden one day be like, oh, what? You just have this one little thing and it looks amazing. <laughs> and it's just, it has to get there. I'm like, it's six years into this where it's like the first thing I started out with, the GoPro Hero 4 and the, motorized gimbal is still kind of better than anything i've used even wow. though i use what i use now just to have the dual microphones and some of the other things that make the video more immersive yeah that experience that you're on the ride with you guys you know going through the trails and and, and through that story that's that's interesting because i was looking at that insta 360 mm -hmm. as well i know that uh, one of the youtubers here in the audience uh right and dirty uses that one and he's able to snag a lot of views um, and when Joey and I are out on the trails, I've got the GoPro Hero 9. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times when we shoot for Insta, we just like turn the GoPro yeah. vertical. Uh, and that seems to do the trick, but sometimes it comes out kind of funky too, but not, you know, I think that's the best thing. We, yeah, we can yeah. do on those. Is that what you do for Insta shots? I don't do much Insta stuff. I, I, I mostly just pull good clips from my GoPro horizontal posted on Instagram. So I, I love the idea of doing the more vertical stuff, but who's got the time. I know it's so true. It's so true. I saw a spokesman uh, said, do you have backup GoPros? I have, I think I have two hero tens. So I try to keep his backups. I've got a couple of hero nines at this point, but now I can put them in the shed for uh, cameras in the shed. When I was doing my cleanup, I put one up there and so put them to use actually. And then, Brian, we're, I can't believe we're already up on an hour and, uh, gosh, it goes so fast. Quick. 
I I want to obviously I want you to come back on the show for multitude of reasons. <laughs> when I'm when I'm not uh, watching the kiddo at the same yeah. time, so I give you my undivided attention. Um, Colorado Kid says I'm legit at a fancy restaurant watching this live live stream. Did he did he get it on the big screen at the restaurant? That's yeah, what I yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. On his phone. Cast it over <laughs> as long Joe, as long as you're drinking with your pinkies out, man. Then it's all good. Pinkies Can out. Ball game off and put this up. <laughs> Oh, uh, Brian, I, in closing, I just wanted to ask you, you know, when you went through that pivotal time of becoming BKXC, the YouTuber, that was a, that was a big moment, right? You, you weren't raised by entrepreneurs is something outside of your comfort zone. Um, is there anything, and you went into it knowing, not knowing if you're going to succeed or fail, what would you tell people that are kind of in that same area right now any encouragement that you would be able to give to them to charge forward man that's a that's a great great question i think uh i wish i had my little book like book list because there's so many books that are just help you reflect with yourself or if it's like a therapist or something like that of just you can't really move forward in life until you kind of break apart yourself and kind of examine yourself and kind of and you're never going to fix everything about yourself, but at least maybe like, oh yeah, I think I do this because of this. And I feel this way because of that. And at least you could acknowledge it. So you got to start with that good foundation of knowing yourself. And instead of like, you know, so many people do something just to get away from themselves and like, oh, I'm going to work out a million miles an hour and that's going to be my identity. And this is everything that I am instead of being like, huh, maybe this happened. And uh, that's what screwed me up. And maybe I need to face it. That's interesting. Yeah, really getting to know who you are to kind of uh, be able to understand how to move forward. One of those like got to slow down sometimes in order to speed up. Um, was there was there something that around that that you found in yourself that you were like, you know what, I'm going I'm going for it. Was there something that was that you found that gave you the confidence to go forward? I mean, it's probably the same thing, if I'm guessing, the same thing that not only that started your YouTube, but started Everstoke and started the the bike components business. I bet it's something around that same stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of thinking. You know, it's just a lot of thinking. You think about it, you obsess about it, and you just like you dwell on it so much and you take it apart and you put it back together in your mind. And eventually you're like, okay, I need to poop or get off the pot. And eventually it's just like, yes, I'm I'm pooping. I'm getting in there, I'm pulling down my drawers and I'm going for it. And you could always think, what if, what if, and kind of let things fade away. But yeah, there's that decisive moment where it was like, no, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I, I love it. I love it. Well, Brian, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I really appreciate it. Joey, anything else that you, you wanted to share or ask BKXE? No, I think we're good. That was a great, great episode. Colorado kid just says, I just sent Brian and Mark pics of my food. So he is legit at a fancy restaurant. Pinky's out. <laughs> Hats off to you, Mr. Joe. Hats off to you. Oh, look at that dessert. My Ooh. God. <laughs> See, now uh, we can indulge tonight on that yumminess, but uh, apparently that is not how we get BKXE bod. That is how, <laughs> that's how we get Steaks all the way, baby. You got to stick to the water. The <laughs> Pharrell Bike says, wait. hey, Joey, help Mark out and watch his kid for a few. <laughs> I locked my door. That's why he keeps knocking, but he can't get in. So, <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, one last thing, Brian. Here we go. Tim Haley wants to ask a question, if it's okay. Um, he hasn't asked. Okay, so 
<laughs> Mr. BKXC, one of the silly questions I used to ask guests at the end of the show um, were like, if you wanted to uh, make up something, what would it be for the industry? This one is, is cereal a soup? And if <laughs> and why or why not? <laughs> is cereal a soup? I, I guess it is. I, I guess technically cereal is a soup. And my favorite cereal of all time is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cereal, which was basically like checks with like Lucky Charms things, but they were shaped like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I ate so many boxes of that stuff. I'd go through like my my dad would go grocery shopping like once a week. And go we'd go through like the box by Tuesday or something. He'd be <laughs> shopping by Sunday, and by Tuesday we'd be all gone. That's so funny, man! Oh my gosh! Because I have not had that one. Are you looking it up right now, Joey? From the 90s. I I wonder if they bring it back or not. But yeah, that was like early 90s. Um, Spokesman MTV is saying, no, you don't add broth to soup. It it makes the broth cereal is added to milk separately. Oh, look at that, Mr. Spokesman. I love it. I love it. And then uh, lastly, Burrell says, can we get Brian to do a wrestling interview style exit? Okay. Okay, here we go. Here goes the exit. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being on the segment podcast. And Brian, close this out. Do me a favor, brother. Go ride something new, and maybe I'll see you on the trail. Yahoo! <laughs> Thank you for joining, ladies and gentlemen. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Mr. BKXC, for being on the show. Joey Hates, thank you for the cover. That was awesome. <laughs> see you guys out on the trails. Ladies and gentlemen, and that is the end of this segment podcast for episode 73 with our special guest, Brian Kennedy, Mr. BKXC. What an inspirational gentleman. Super stoked to have him on the show. A great ambassador for the sport of mountain biking and entrepreneurialism and creativity. I just love how he went off and just pursued his goals. As you all know, I always say set those goals, work hard at it, and all of your hard work will pay off. I feel like Brian Kennedy is one of those true story life people who went ahead and got that done. So don't forget, in your own world, as you go about your day, you're having thoughts and dreams of things. Go ahead and dream big. Why not? You don't have to tell anybody about your dreams. But once you get set on a specific dream, take that dream, put it on paper, make it a goal. Once you have set that goal, then you can back engineer that goal into where you are today and continue to work up towards that goal to make it your reality. As always, I'll leave you with this. Dream big, set those goals, and hey, bet on yourself because all your hard work will always pay off. See you all on the next episode.